0: Welcome back Giants fans. It's time. We're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about the first round specifically and who the Giants may take with the 25th overall pick. So this video, we're going to stick the first round guys. I'm going to do another video probably in like a week or so talking about day two and some day three guys. If you want someone that's going to talk about round five, six, seven, I'm probably not your guy. I'm not doing that much draft research, but we're going to cover the first half of the draft or so. Hope you guys enjoy. We'll go down each prospect that I think would make sense and seem like realistic options. So leave in the comments. Who do you want the Giants to draft, and who do you actually think they'll draft in late April? Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Subscribe to the podcast, channel, all that stuff, and let's get into it. Number one, wide receiver Jordan Addison. Actually, before that, let's go into some of the positional needs. Wide receiver, cornerback. I did list tight end, but I don't know. I mean, give or take. I mean, Darren Waller's going to be 31 next year. They have Bellinger. I I would not hate a tight end pick if it's someone I really like, but it's not a must need, must have interior offensive line and safety because, of course, Julian Love left. So Jordan Addison, 5'11 out of USC, 173 pounds, of course, transferred from Pitt to USC last season. His PFF comp is Emmanuel Sanders. Not bad. I kind of see it good footwork, runs good routes, was effective in all three levels of the field. He can make quick adjustments to balls, you know, even on the hashes, outside the hashes, he's good down the sideline as well. There are questions about his physicality. Can he play through contact? And he had 23 catches last year on screens. So a lot of those were kind of scheme dependent and he damn near ran a four or five. I think he ran a four, four, nine. So that 40 time for a guy like Addison at 173 pounds, Kind of concerning, you know, there are guys that have ran slow-ish 40s and they've been fine NFL receivers, so it's not a nail in the coffin, but when you watch him play, he's very intriguing. So if he's the guy for the Giants, I would not mind it. Does he last to 25? I mean, I don't know. I think some people may think so, and some people may think he goes a lot earlier, so I don't know. But Jordan Addison, definitely intriguing, did benefit from playing with great quarterbacks, I will say. Kenny Pickett, of course, at Pitt, first-round pick with the Steelers last year, Caleb Williams last year for USC, probably going to be the first overall pick next year, so definitely had some great quarterback play, but there's a lot to like about Jordan Addison. Next, another wide receiver, Zay Flowers at Boston College. This kind of seems like my guy. Like, I I love Zay Flowers. I feel like there are some prospects, you just watch them for the first time, and you're just kind of blown away. That's kind of how I felt. I felt the same way with Andrew Thomas. I was very happy we got him. And, you know, Zay Flowers, I'm not saying he's going to be Andrew Thomas level, but there's just something different about him. He has a different gear to him that other wide receivers just don't have. He does fit what the Giants want. He's a smaller guy who is shifty, twitchy, and gets open. That's what the Giants are looking for. If you've seen anything with this Joe Shane era since being the Giants GM it's a lot of guys who are below six feet tall and know how to get open and can make stuff happen after the catch. And that's what Zay Flowers can do. Um He is 5'9", 182. So not the biggest guy obviously. He used to train with Antonio Brown and there was one catch he had. It was like one of those like corner routes basically. And he ran it just like Antonio Brown. It was just like exactly like him. I'll try to You know, put that play in here or something like that. I'll try to think of a way, but just it was so much like Antonio Brown, it was crazy. Um, but for him, amazing route runner, really good feet, best separator in the class, possibly. I mean, I know maybe JSN has that title, I don't know, I think it's close. Definitely sure handed. And as I said, probably a very good scheme fit for the Giants. He's smart, loves football. I watched an interview with him, you know, very smart guy. Um, You know, the problem with him is he has a smaller catch radius, but once again, the Giants don't seem to care about that stuff. So um, I did see one other con about him. I haven't seen it myself, but I think somebody was saying, like, he has a problem knowing where to get open in zone. So that's very fixable. I'm not worried about that. So Zay Flowers, I mean, very intriguing. A guy like... um, Jordan Addison did have more production in college, but you know it seems like based on his year-to-year production that Zay Flowers is getting better every season. He had his first 1,000-yard season last year, 78 catches, just, over, um, just under 1,100 yards, and 12 touchdowns. So a very impressive season for him. And yeah, he might be my favorite guy right now for the Giants. I don't know if he'll be there once again, but I think he makes a lot of sense for this team. I don't think it's wide receiver or bust. I'm actually very fine with a cornerback, and we'll talk about those in a second here, but if I'm going to take a wide receiver in the late first round, assuming that JSN is gone, which he probably will be, um, I'm not a huge Quentin Johnston guy, so if it's Zay Flowers on the board at 25, that might be the guy. Next, on to cornerback, Joey Porter Jr., out of Penn State. Another guy that when I watched him for the first time, I was like, he's special. There's something about him as well I was really intrigued by. I think with the Giants, he'd just be a perfect scheme fit. He is 6'2", 193. He was targeted 30 times last season. Only allowed 15 catches for 143 yards. He's not extremely fast. That's probably like the one downside to him, but... He locates the football very well, gets his head turned around. He plays in like the hip pocket of all the receivers he's guarding. Um, And he's one of the better press man corners in this class. And of course, with Don Martindale, a guy who's going to send pressure, I just think Joey Porter Jr. would be a very good fit for this Giants scheme. Now, he's a guy that I would be kind of surprised if he lasted to 25. So that's kind of the disappointing part about it. I thought at first there was a chance, but he seems to be one of those guys that's moving up draft boards and for the right reasons. I mean, this is a very good cornerback class. The next guy we're going to talk about is also a riser um, who plays cornerback. So we'll get to him later. But for Joey Porter Jr., it's another pick I'd be very intrigued with, very happy with, and he'd be perfect opposite of a guy like Dory Jackson. No pressure right away to be the uh, cornerback one, but I do think by his second year... Joey Porter Jr. can definitely be a team's outside cornerback number one. Next, we have the cornerback riser I was just alluding to, but it is Deontay Banks, cornerback out of Maryland, six feet tall, 197 pounds. And he really blew up at the combine. I feel like he was a guy who was maybe supposed to be like a late first, early second uh, round type guy. And then the combine happens, the guy puts on a show, his measurables were great. He had a 42 inch vert he had an 11.4 broad jump which is amazing 4.3 5.40 i mean the guy just was amazing there so ever since that looking at those numbers and then going back and watching this film i feel like he's been getting a lot more respect and it's definitely well deserved so a guy like him he has the amazing vertical amazing athlete he did suffer a shoulder injury in 2021 kept him out most of the year Recovery speed for him is very easy, definitely not a problem at all. Plays really physical, really agile, laid out some big hits for a cornerback. He ran every type of defense there and excelled. Um, so definitely very versatile, can play in man, zone, quarters, doesn't matter. The guy, you know, has played every type of defensive scheme out there. The one flaw I saw for him was sometimes getting beat in press at the line. Like, that's the one thing, but doesn't have many flaws to his game. Um, there was a, a one play, he put an Indiana tight end on his ass. That was fun to watch. So anytime you see a cornerback out there putting a tight end on the ground like that, like he lifts him up and puts him on the ground, that's pretty awesome. So did enjoy watching him for sure. I think the debate between Banks and Porter Jr. is definitely, you know, it's a debate to be had. I, I think Porter Jr. is safer and and might fit the Giants a bit better, but if the Giants were to take Deontay Banks in the first, I don't think I could be mad at it. I think Porter Jr. would be my preference, but he'd still be a good pick in my opinion. So either guy I'm cool with, but I feel like Porter Jr., in my opinion, is a bit safer, and I'd probably rather have him. Next, we have Joe Titman, a center out of Wisconsin. So with these centers, I mean, there's a center up next to that I have, and I'm sure you guys can guess who it is. Maybe you won't, maybe you will. Stay tuned but anyway for like these centers like I don't know if they're worth taking in the first round. I have seen people really like Tidman. I've seen people really like the next guy um I don't think I would hate it. it it would be like one of those positions that you get locked down for the next you know four or five years at least and at least you don't have to worry about it. And having a good center is important. We all know that, of course. They're kind of like the the quarterback of the offensive line, if you will, calling out different defenses and calling out the mic and all those important things. But is it worth taking one that early? I don't know. I'd prefer in round two or round three, but if they think the prospect is that good, then you know, maybe it's it's worth it. Is it's pick twenty five, not pick seven. So I mean it's not like positional value is like the biggest thing at that point, but Still, you'd rather have a corner, a wide receiver, or something like that. Anyway, Joe Tittman out of Wisconsin, 6'6", 313. I kind of emphasize that because 6'6", is very tall for a center. Um, His comp is Mitch Morse, of course, plays with the Bills. He's been a pretty good player throughout his career. Lots of athletic ability. That's where he thrives, and that's why he'll probably be a high pick. Takes good angles. He tracks guys well. Great wingspan. Amazing run blocker out in space. I saw the one complaint about him is like his hands have to get tighter in like uh, run blocking. So like losing leverage there is like the one thing. But Joe Titman's is one of those guys who has it all athleticism wise. And maybe for some teams, he's a bit too tall to play center, which I guess is a, you know, a complaint you can have. But he's been the starting center for Wisconsin the past two years and has played very well. So I don't really see many downsides unless you have you know if you're very anal about like your centers being a certain height I guess that could be one thing but aside from that I think Joe Tipman's a, a safe pick but once again it comes down to do you want to draft a center that early next we have another center John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota 6'3 301 allowed two sacks in the past two years um t- you know 301 you might want your center to be like 10 pounds heavier but still I mean I feel like 6'3 is a much better height for a center as compared to 6'6 like Joe Tipp. Titman anyway, lots of center experience you know for even both those guys Titman for the last two years. Um, John Michael Schmitz has played center for Minnesota for the past three years. I had to fact check that one. Yeah, three years. So more experience there, but still both guys have plenty of experience playing center. Michael Schmitz has consistent technique. Can we call him JMS? I don't know if that's a nickname. JMS has consistent technique, good hand placement. He's good on the move. He's probably better for like an outside zone type scheme, but I feel like he could fit anywhere. So like if the Giants want to draft him, then okay, that's fine. Um, Finishes every play. He emphasized that in an interview I saw with him that he that he finishes every play and you definitely see that when you watch him too so he's one of those like centers that will try to put you in the ground until the whistle i feel like with uh jsm you have people that are really big fans and they're like yo he's he's like the guy who slept on he should be a first round pick and then the other group of people are like yeah he's he's a fine he'll be a good starter like yeah i don't know like people love him or like you just think he's pretty good so I don't know where I stand. I'm not some offensive line guru. I just watch the guys and try to see like what they're about. So I think he'll be a fine starter. Um, was I blown away enough to take him in the first round? I mean, probably not, but (laughs) I feel like for an offensive lineman, especially a center to like really stand out that much, you have to be like generational for me. So I don't know. Michael Schmitz is, is okay. Like I'm fine with him, but do I love it in the first round? I mean, probably not as much as Zay flowers or Joey Porter Jr. or someone like that. So hit my microphone um so yeah i mean it depends on the board obviously but if the giants make that pick i won't be throwing a fit i'll tell you that but i i would still prefer you know once again flowers porter or possibly some other guys still left on this list next we have an edge guy nolan smith out of georgia so edge is not a main priority for the giants but i think we know that you can never have too many edge guys and you know outside of um cave Thibodeau and the injury prone now is the Giants don't have much. I mean, Jahad Ward is fine, but I think you could do better for a rotational pass rusher. Anyway, Nolan Smith is 6'2", 238. He has some Aziz, uh, Aziz ojalori traits to him, like a small frame, lightning quick, really good bend. He has those type of things that ojalori had. He plays the uh, run pretty well compared to most edge guys that are kind of built like him. Needs more power, more strength. That's definitely, like, the downside to him. He's had a couple of injuries, including a torn pec last year. So keep that in mind as well. I mean, I don't know. The next guy on this list I'm more intrigued by, who's also an edge rusher. So we'll get to him next. But Nolan Smith is a bit redundant to um, a guy like Ojalori. Like, it's the same player, I feel like. Maybe Nolan Smith has a bit of a higher ceiling. But either way, they're pretty close, how I kind of view them. Um, Smith doesn't have the longest arms. Like he ran like a four three nine forty, so that's awesome. But as an edge rusher doesn't matter that much. I mean, you can argue no. He'll be good at chasing uh chasing guys down, that's for sure. But he just feels like one of those guys kinda like uh um, who the hell was that guy out of LSU? Oh, kayla Chase on he feels like one of those type of guys where it's like you're betting on the traits. His college production wasn't fantastic. It was pretty good. Like last season, once again, only played in eight games, but he had three sacks. He had um, 18 total tackles, seven tackles for a loss. The year before that, played in 12 games, had eight tackles for a loss, four and a half sacks. It wasn't like he was outstanding. So I feel like you're, you're betting on traits and. I don't know. He, his traits are not freaky enough for me to be like, oh, I want that in the first round. Some team will, but if it was me, it's it's not going to happen. So it could happen for the Giants, but I'm saying for me personally, Nolan Smith, I don't think it makes sense for the Giants right now. Next we have Miles Murphy, another edge guy out of Clemson. He's a different type of build than a Nolan Smith. Yeah, they play the same position, but Miles Murphy is just different he's basically 20 pounds heavier he's three inches taller 6'5 258 just has rare physical tools and that's kind of why he'll be high in this draft his production in college was a bit better well not a bit it was better than nolan smith but i feel like with miles murphy he had such a good freshman year that you expected him to be like a no doubt top 10 pick maybe even top five and like you know he got A little better from his freshman year, but it wasn't to the same level that we thought it would be back in 2020. But here we are. He'll still be a first-round pick, I'm sure. He has drawn comps to Trayvon Walker, the first overall pick from last year. So, of course, another guy we're like, yeah, you're betting on the traits, but he has definitely proven more in college than the last guy we talked about. Needs more pass-rushing moves. That's the constant thing I see about him, and that, of course, comes with coaching. That can be taught. Has amazing agility for a guy who's 275 pounds, plays with a lot of power. He's never developed the way he's expected to, as I just mentioned before, kind of peaked as a freshman, I guess you can say. Um, but there's a lot to like here. I'm actually, I would like him a lot, Miles Murphy. I think he's probably better as a 4-3 defensive end, but Maybe can play outside linebacker. I'm not a, an entirely sure. Kind of reminds me of Rashawn Gary in a way. I don't know if I've seen that comp out there yet, but that would make sense. And I think Rashawn Gary has played outside linebacker with the Packers, so he's made it work. So yeah, I can see that being a fit for the Giants here. Um, once again, edge is not the biggest priority, but if they see Miles Murphy as like a guy who is better than the rest of the guys they have on the board. I would like that pick a lot. It's very exciting, very intriguing. And if he does learn those pass rushing moves, the man can be very good one day. So it would definitely be exciting for me. And Miles Murphy... uh if he were to be at 25 and some of those other guys that I really like are gone, once again, like Zay Flowers, Joey Porter Jr., then, yeah, Miles Murphy might be that pick. Next, another edge guy, Will McDonald IV. I'm pretty sure IV is the fourth. If it's not, I'm going to look like a moron or more of a moron than I already do. So hopefully IV is the fourth. I'm pretty sure Will Fuller was IV. That was the fourth. So we're going with that. Will McDonald the fourth, Iowa State. He's played there for five years, 6'3", 239, and he's been getting better just about every year, so that's what you want to see. He's played multiple positions, basically. Like, he's played in different areas. He's played, basically, like, that wide nine-type look over the tackle. Inside for God knows what reason. I'm pretty sure he's played some linebacker as well. I don't know. But the impressive thing is that he's played out of position for some of his career and he still looked pretty good. So I do like seeing that from a prospect that when you're put in a position not to succeed and you're still succeeding, as Joe Judge used to say, putting the round peg in the square hole, um, when you're doing that and you're still looking pretty good, it says a lot about you as a player. So I like that. Explosiveness is where he's going to win. He is very quick. He's, you know, explosive, as I just said. So he will get, you know, get by in the NFL based on quickness. He's not very strong. That's where he needs to get better at, more play strength. He has 35-inch arms. And another negative I saw is that some of his pass rushing moves are kind of predetermined and not based on a reaction. So... Some guys go in there with, like, a poor pass rushing plan, and that could be where McDonald falls into. Um, Instead of looking at the offensive line he's going against, you know, he kind of determines in his head, okay, I'm going to do this move now, then that move. So that kind of can be worked on. But, yeah, he's another guy who is a bit undersized for the position, but I feel like the Giants do kind of covet these type of players who... The smaller guys, the explosive guys, like I could see this being the case. But if it's me like making the pick and I have, you know, Will McDonald on the on the board and I still have uh Miles Murphy and Nolan Smith, I'm still taking Miles Murphy first. I'm probably taking Nolan Smith second. So Will McDonald's probably my third guy out of that group, but you know, he still has some potential. He's just not in that same tier, in my opinion, as the other two guys. So Obviously, based on how I, you know, sound right now, you know, Miles Murphy's the guy I want, but Will McDonald, he might fit this defense pretty well, but once again, is it worth the first round pick? I don't know. Next, tight end Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. I could already see the comments. We already have Bellinger and Waller, you moron. Well, yeah, I I like Michael Mayer a lot, okay? If he was the pick, I would be a fan of it. I think he's a guy that if you make this investment, he is your plug-and-play tight end for the next 10 to 12 years. I think he'd be very good. So 6'4", 249, call it 250. Very high floor, like probably one of the highest floor prospects in this class. I just, you know, you hate to say this phrase because anything can go wrong, but it's like I don't see how he's not good in the NFL. I don't see how it fails. Of course, injuries happen, off-the-field stuff happens, but I just feel like he's such a safe player. Super physical, can play inline tight end, of course, no problem. Takes run blocking very seriously. He's good at it, and I'm sure he'll get better at it as his career goes on. He understands how to get open. That's a problem with some of these other later tight end prospects. They just don't know how to get open or how to run routes. Michael Mayer does not have that problem. His upside, though, seems capped, and that's why he's not going to be like a top 10 pick or even top 15 pick, at least I don't think, is because he doesn't have great speed. And I don't think his... um athleticism is through the roof he's not going to be like a Noah Fant type guy or even TJ Hawkinson went very high or of course Kyle Pitts is the recent example who went fourth overall I believe to Atlanta a couple years ago so yeah he doesn't have those type of traits but Michael Mayer is so safe and I'm telling you like whichever team gets him, they're gonna be happy and I have a fear especially with um Dalton Schultz going to where the hell did Dalton Schultz go I think he went to the Texans or some weird ass team but with, with him gone I can absolutely see the Dallas Cowboys behind us a pick behind us by the way at 26 getting Michael Mayer and him being like their next Jason Witten and I've seen the Jason Witten comps out there from Michael Mayer that would piss me off a lot so the same way the Eagles sniped the Cowboys for Dallas Goddard a few years back I would like to snipe the Cowboys and get Michael Mayer. Obviously, you're not going to make picks based on the teams behind you, but still, I like Michael Mayer a lot, you could tell. So, if that was the pick, I might be in the minority, but I would actually like it a lot for the Giants. Next, we have safety-slash-slot-corner Brian Branch out of Alabama, six feet tall, 190 pounds. We know the slot-corner position for the Giants has not been that great in a while. I mean, back to Grant Haley... um, Darnate Holmes, who I was a big fan of when we drafted him. It's a shame it didn't really work out. Who else? There was some other random guy. Grant Haley. I don't know. But you guys can let me know in the comments. I forget. Um, 21 and a half years old, still rarely misses tackles. Another high floor prospect. He can fit into any scheme. Um, Definitely can play slot. I think he has played some deep safety throughout his career. So, you know, that is a possibility. But I think slot corner is probably where teams will probably want him to play. He's a high IQ player who can diagnose plays very well, plays the run game better than some linebackers. He's very good in the run game. He's kind of undersized, though, to play in the box all the time. So like, that's the one downside, 190 pounds, not the type of guy you want playing in the box at all times, but he plays above his weight, if that makes sense. He's a really good blitzer, and he had this play against LSU. I forget who the running back was. This was past Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, so I don't know who the running back was, but the running back was trying to pass protect on Brian Branch. And he basically, Brian Branch hit him so hard that the running back fell into the quarterback and forced a bad throw. Like he, another guy just knocked him on his ass. So Brian Branch brings some really good strength. He's just a really good all-around football player. I think, I don't think you can go wrong with this pick. Um, Slot corners are a bit tricky, of course. And it's not a guarantee. It's a very tough position to play. I feel like your shelf life at Stock Corner is not very long because it just takes such a toll on your body. Not only because like you have to have great instincts, great makeup speed, but you also have to be a really good tackler in the box because running plays will go in your direction more times than not. So it's a tough position. But I feel like Brian Branch, if anybody... Can man that slot corner position for like five to seven years, that'd be a very good pick. Next, and there's only two guys left on this list. I mean, I feel like it's been a long video, but hey, it's called a podcast for a reason, I guess. Um, cornerback Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. Very weird build. 6'1, 166 pounds. 166. That's pretty crazy. He's kind of built like Kevin Durant, just a foot smaller. Um, He does play bigger than his weight. I'll give him that. Great ball production, 14 career interceptions, very good, impressed man. Can play the run, but his strength in the NFL is definitely a concern. Like when you're playing just well enough strength-wise in college, how does that translate to the next level? That's a concern I definitely have. Has the ideal lankiness for a cornerback. He allowed a 20% completion percentage in man coverage in 2022. That, of course, is awesome. I would say mediocre tackler. He does miss some tackles and his stopping power is pretty much nowhere to be found. So that's not what you want to see, of course, but he is 166. I like the way he plays the ball in the air and he does stick with receivers very well. But can he stay durable, A? And B, can he tackle well enough to even be on the field in like obvious running situations? Like that is a real concern I have. And for me to take a guy in the first round with that many question marks at 166, I mean... I don't know. He's a good football player though. It's, it's a shame. I feel like if he was like 180 or something like that, like I'd be all over him and I feel like that'd be a really good pick, but I feel like that type of weight, something has to give. And I don't know if he has a type of frame that's going to be able to put on 15 pounds. I just don't, I don't know. So he might be a very good value for somebody. Like he should be higher, I think based on his ability, but He will scare off some teams, and if I was in that position, he's already scaring me off, so I totally get it. Last guy, defensive lineman Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, 6'3", 323. I think he used to weigh more. I guess he dropped weight for the combine. He used to be in, like, the high 330s. I think it was 337, but he's a nose tackle most likely. He's been improving every year, which you like, of course. He does have that grown man strength. He is probably one of the strongest guys in this entire class. He had a big workload for a nose tackle and showed he can play on down, like, every down. So, like, of course, if you're taking a guy in the first round who's going to play defensive tackle, like, I want you to play down-to-down. That's why, like, when the Giants took Dexter Lawrence, I was kind of pissed about it because he didn't seem like a down, every down-type player. But, of course, he developed into that. Dave Gettleman had a vision, and I did not. So I apologize for that. But his get-off is nothing special. I feel like the explosiveness is not consistent with him there are some plays where he will beat his guy in a blink of an eye just move him out the way get to the quarterback and it's it's easy but a lot of times his hand usage is pretty inconsistent like he needs to play with more violence I just don't see it enough if he was more of a violent player I could see Mozzie Smith being like a no doubt first round pick but I think right now he needs to play with more violence needs to develop more pass rushing moves and he might be worth it, but I think he's a pretty safe player, but somebody I would probably not want to take in the first round, but I could see somebody taking him very late in the first round. If a team like the Giants really liked him, I could see the Giants reaching on him, but I feel like they they signed a guy like uh, Nacho from the Buccaneers to avoid a situation like this, where they feel like they have to reach on a certain guy in the draft, because they don't have enough of defensive tackle depth. So, yeah, I don't see it happening with the Giants, but Mozzie Smith, if coached right, can be a really good player. I just don't see the Giants going in that direction. Anyway, that's going to do it for this list of first-round potential options for the Giants. We went through, like, I don't know, probably over 10 guys. With my luck, the Giants will not take any of these guys, but it could be one of these guys. Who knows? Um... So my favorites out of this list, you can probably tell based on listening for the past half hour, but I like Zay Flowers a lot. I like Joey Porter Jr. a lot. Um, the centers, Tipman and uh, Michael Smiths. I mean, eh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Miles Murphy, the edge rusher, liked him a lot. I know that it's not a sure thing. Michael Mayer, I like him more than most Giants fans would in that case. Brian Branch, I like him a lot. So I would say those are like my five guys. I'd really be, uh, you know... I would love that pick for the Giants. So Michael Mayer, Miles Murphy, Brian Branch, Zay Flowers, and Joey Porter Jr. are five guys I would love to see the Giants get at 25. So anyway, let me know in the comments where you at, who do you want to see the Giants get, where do you think they go. Once again, next video, next Giants related video will be about guys in day two that they can go after. I already have a list of names out there. That I'm already going to look into. Um, there was news today about Saquon Barkley not signing the franchise tag or whatever. It's like, I don't care. It's not a big deal right now. Um, that will play itself out. I don't blame Saquon. It's, it's a business decision that makes a lot of sense for him. I would not want to play on a one year deal if I was him either. But, um, yeah, he probably should have signed that deal at the uh, the bye week. I don't know what the guarantees were, so I don't want to say, like, he's a moron for, uh, for turning that town. But um, it seems like based on what the Giants were offering at that time, he probably should have taken that contract. But, oh, well. So, anyway, we'll find out about Barkley and more stuff about that in the coming days. And I'll probably talk about that more next video. But I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And I'll talk to you guys next time.